Thanksgiving. Yeah. How, are you, how are you guys feeling? Fat and happy. <laughs> I got my sweatpants on. So <laughs> nice. Yeah, nice. Under the table. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, Freedom Path Investors Podcast, Brian Johnson. Jake LaRose. And we've got Mr. Dustin Hogue with us today. How are you doing, guys? Good. 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 Uh, so Dustin, you are a local investor here in the St. Louis market. Yep. And uh, you've done a little bit of everything in the real estate investing space. Almost everything, I think, yeah. And uh, now you are in the hard money lending business. Yep. So I uh, wanted a chance to talk to our guests uh, today about the hard money business, combining that with real estate investing. Yep. And uh, just tell, us, tell our guests uh, a little bit about yourself and your uh, sure. journey in real estate real quick. Yeah, I'd love to. So my journey actually started a little bit different because I went into more of the traditional side of real estate because I got my real estate license as a real estate agent. Mm -hmm. um, I'm going to say that's almost seven years ago now, which okay. is crazy to think about. So got that, um, the story about that funny and quick, it was, I don't know, maybe two in the morning, might've been intoxicated. And <laughs> there was a website that said, uh, would you make a good real estate agent? Okay. Take a test. So I took the test and of course they called me and said, I'd make a great one. Oh, yeah. um, so I uh, took that, got my license eventually while I was working full time for a company selling advertising, had no intention of becoming a full time agent. Um, so I did that part time and I was the rookie of the year at that brokerage, which was cool. That's awesome. Man. Then I was recruited to the number one real estate team in St. Louis to be their listing specialist in St. Charles County. Okay. Mm. So, and at that time, my boss I had at the advertising company was retiring and he was one of those good bosses. And I'm like, I don't want to work for anyone else. Yeah. So I took the opportunity. Well, I went to my fiance at the time and I'm like, listen, I know we get married in eight months. I'm going to go ahead and quit my very secure, very full time, very high paying job. And I'm going to go into real estate full time. Yeah, everyone wants you, you know, all those good things that you liked about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I'm getting rid of those. I'm getting rid of those. <laughs> Uh, I'm very blessed with a very supportive wife. And she's like, all right. So I went into real estate full time. Nice. Uh, did not like working for that team at all. Uh, fast forward, ended up quitting about four months in, going back to the brokerage I started at, put my head down and started grinding and doing very well in real estate. Okay. Um, at that time, they actually offered me to be an owner in that position because they were going through some ownership change. So I was actually an owner of that brokerage for about a year and a half. Wow. Um, then another, uh, Keller Williams uh, recruited me in St. Charles County to be their coach, to actually coach other real estate agents, which is a big passion of mine. So I did that. I left that, gave them back the shares of the company. It was a family company. I didn't need to take that with me or anything like that. Went to Keller Williams, coached for two offices there, loved it. And then I got the bug of investing. Uh, my wife- catch that bug after- So, well, I've always known investing in real estate was gonna be the path for freedom and the path to build wealth. So I brought home a book called Hold, H-O-L-D, yeah. by Gary Keller. Yep. My wife read, I'm gonna say like seven pages of it and said, let's do it. So I said, okay. <laughs> and now I know who the boss is. <laughs> <laughs> so I knew there, uh, I thought I knew everything there was to know about real estate. I've been coaching agents. I've done, sold a bunch of real estate. So I was like, well, the only way you buy it on the MLS, you put 20% down and then you have a rental property. Yeah. So that's what we did. Uh, it was a great rental. And then I ran out of 20%. Um, and then I went to a local RIA, which is Faster House, Faster Funds, which is the company I now have been the lender for. And uh, I was hooked. I mean, it was like a drug to me. Um, I won a coaching session with uh, the owner of Faster House and the coach they had at that time. 
And uh, we sat at that table, bought our second rental and signed up for coaching and I never looked back. Wow. And that was December of 17. Okay. Um, since then, I actually looked it up because we did a dinner for all of our contractors and employees last week. We've bought 57 houses. 57 since 2017. Since really, just really March of 18. Okay. Is that your total portfolio right now, or 59? No, because we've sold some of those. Okay. So yeah, that was that was rehabs in, in there as well as rentals. So my wife and I have 30 rentals right now. We have four properties in rehab stage, and I close on another one Monday. Nice. Uh, then I have a partner and I. We've done 17 purchases in the last two years together. Okay. Wow. All right. Cool. Yes. Yeah. So what was your experience um, as just being a full-time agent? Uh, is that something you knew immediately? Like, this isn't for me, I'm going to transition to the investing side? Or? No, not really. I mean, being an agent's awesome. And it's it's a simple business, but it's not easy. Yeah. So you can make a ton of money being a real estate agent. I know a ton of people who will make a ton of money in real estate. Yeah. Um, but it didn't... It didn't excite me that much, and it was a job. I like owning rentals because I don't consider it a job. I'm building my net worth, and it's it's going to come when I don't have to work, right? Yeah. Where being a real estate agent is not that way. Now, you can grow a team, and I know six, a lot of people who've grown a team, yet they still are working in it. Um, so, yeah. So, really, I mean, I, would, I, mean, I still hold my license. Right. I still hold my license, but it doesn't give you as much freedom as rental property. Right. Right. I believe out there all real estate agents should be investing in real estate. Yeah, absolutely. Like funding your retirement, as you kind of said there. Absolutely. Yep. So you built a pretty respectable portfolio in a short time, doing some flips, mm -hmm. and you got this opportunity to go work with uh, Faster Funds Lending. Yep. So what are you doing with them now? So uh, and that's a funny story too. So Faster Funds Lending is the hard money company that I used from the beginning, um, and they always say that when they were looking for this position to fill this position, they looked at their number one borrower. So I borrowed a lot of money from them. Yep. <laughs> um, so they offered me the position, but I'm the loan officer for that company, which I absolutely love because I get to help investors fund their dream of investing in real estate. Um, so that's my, my position there is bringing on new investors and building the relationships with the people that we lend to now to making sure it's a win-win situation all the way around. Love it. Gotcha. Yeah. So let's dive in a little bit about just hard money, what it is, um, why investors should want to use it. Um, we really feel strongly about it with the bird method, which yep. pretty much everybody using faster funds or most of them are yep. using that process. Yep. Um, so speak a little bit to, you know, a, a newer investor that, you know, they just want to get a deal. Right. And then I, I see a lot of people like this. I was like this in the very beginning, like I'm going to hustle, 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 get a deal. And then now what? Right. <laughs> you got to get the money, right? Right. So. Yeah. So the, the nice thing is, is OPM, right? That is not a drug or it is a drug, however you look at that, but that is <laughs> other people's money. Yeah. Um, and the reality is, is in real estate investing, money should never be your issue. Yes. It's, it's out there because the person who has the money can make a return on that too. So hard money lending are what a hard money is. It's a short term financing based off the property more than it's based off the borrower. Right. Now, us personally, we do look at the borrower, we look at their credit, we make sure they pay their bills, but more importantly, we look at the property and does it make sense? Can you get in and out of it in six months? Does the numbers work on it? Is it too big of a rehab for a brand new person, right? Yeah. As a brand new person, you don't want to be doing a 60, 70, $80,000 rehab because everything will go wrong. Whether you been doing it or you haven't been doing it, yeah. things are going to go wrong in real estate. So our biggest thing is we want to make sure it's a win-win situation. Okay. 
Yeah, I, I mean, I know that there are maybe some other lenders out there that wouldn't look so much at the lender's ability to actually perform on that property, right. and, they're, and they're more looking at the property itself. So that, yeah. that's like that is one of the ways that faster funds helps their lenders get out from you know bad situations or prevent them from getting into bad yeah. situations. Our goal is not to ever take back the house. Yeah, and I know there's hard money lenders out there that that is they're in the house know. repo business. Yeah, exactly. exactly. And I'm like, that's that's not. I mean, they've the company in its history. I want to say is taken back three or four yeah very um, minimal it's yeah. very very minimal and one of the persons died i mean like yeah. it's, yeah. it's one of those things that it's a very minimal because we want to make sure we're leaning to the right people and make sure it's the right deal where the borrowers win yes that's the biggest part we if, just don't want to win if the borrowers win they keep borrowing from you you right. keep making more money and yeah and it's a relationship game for us for sure absolutely yeah so hard money combined with burr everybody knows or if you listen to this channel at all Burr process, you buy it, you rehab it, you rent it, and you refi. And you repeat. And you repeat. repeat. I'm missing one R there. Always repeat. <laughs> <laughs> so for the newer lender, maybe this is their first deal and they're looking to buy with the B. Yep. Um, how are you guys helping them mitigate the risk? I mean, I'm sure there's some level of coaching that comes along with like, hey, maybe you do or don't want this. this Absolutely. And, and one of the things is we don't charge an appraisal fee. We actually walk the property with you. Yep. Yep. And, and that's where, you know, things you, we always say put a contingency in your contract so we can walk it because that way we'll we're going to see things that you haven't seen because we walk hundreds of houses a year yeah that's a big one and we've done it we are all local investors in the marketplace that we lend to your functional experts yeah and i don't that is that is a huge thing it was a huge part of my success and everyone else's success that we work with we're going to see things that we see is there coaching there's always coaching yeah you know, whether the person's owned 30 or whether they've owned one, there's always going to be some kind of coaching involved in that. Is that, kind of, is that kind of hard feelings a little bit with their uh, borrowers when they bring you to a house and you guys are like, run away, do not buy this property. Do you ever get that animosity or anything like that? I, mean, I can see that. You know, accounts are something that's always big, right? Yeah. So, and the reality of it is, is, and I've been an agent for a long time and I've sold a ton of houses. You can sway $15,000 pretty easily on your cops yes. on what it's going to refi for, what it's going to appraise for, or what it's going to sell for. So we may or may not disagree with somebody's comps, but that doesn't mean we're not going to lend on the deal. Yeah. You might have to put a little bit of your own money into the deal at that point, not the whole purchase price, yeah. but if you have to bring $10,000 into the deal versus putting 20% down, yeah. but you trust and you believe in your comps so well, then why wouldn't you do that? Exactly. That's another kind of misconception of the Burr method is that it, it, ideally it's a no money out of pocket mm -hmm. situation, but it's not the end of the world if you put two, three, four, five grand into the deal. As long as you right. can afford that and keep right. you keep buying homes, like not that big of a deal because you have a cash cash flowing asset, right? Yeah. And that's okay. It's it's like your first property that you bought where you, you did traditional 20% down. How many times can you do that a year? Right. Exactly. exactly. Not much. Yeah. Um, and what I've what I've learned going through this is it's not no money in the deal eventually it's no money in the portfolio, okay. right? So, and what I mean by that is I've lost, I've had to keep, I don't want to ever use the word lost because I still own the property, but I've had to keep five, $6,000 in this house and $2,000 in this house and $3,000 into this house. But then I refi this one and I pulled out 18,000. Right. Well, guess what? Now my portfolio has no money into it because that just paid all that I off. Lost that. Uh, I see. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> so that's, kind of, I look at everything as my whole portfolio now, um, which in the beginning, it's hard to do that, yeah. but now it's hey, this is what my portfolio does. So it's like dollar cost averaging. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. I see one of the mis biggest uh, misconceived uh, notions. I probably didn't say that right. Uh, but when people are getting into real estate investing, you, they go to a guru class and it's like, invest in real estate, no money out of pocket. 
do it all for free. It's like, okay, that's a big lie. Like you got to pay to get the leads. If you're going to go about direct to seller, you do have to come out of pocket some, you know, to get these purchases rolling and turn on the bills, utilities and everything. Um, and if it's not that you want to have some, some dry powder in your bank, you want to have some storage, uh, yeah. some capital set aside. Um, so what's your biggest advice for somebody like that thinks they're going to start doing all these real estate deals without any money? Well, that's, so there's three things that you need in real estate investing. Okay. Teach money, yep. time yep. or knowledge. Mm -hmm. Right now, the reality is most people will have two out of the three or maybe really one out of the three. Yeah. Right. But you have to be able to sacrifice one of those three to be able to get into this business. So if you don't have any money, you don't have any knowledge, great, work for someone else. Yep. Use your time, now my time is my asset, now I can work for someone else to start doing this. Right. If you have money but you don't have time or any knowledge, great, be a private lender, invest in someone. Yep. If you have all the knowledge in the world and all the money in the world but you don't have time, hire someone. Right. It's those three things and very few people have all three. Mm -hmm. So it's one, once you find what you're missing, go, play on the attributes you do have yeah. and then it, it all, all works. So all kind of stitches together yeah. over time. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, uh, I tell a lot of newer people that all the time, like you have to be prepared to invest a lot of time or have some money to put into it. So it's a yeah. similar conversation with sellers. I don't mean to segue too much, but it really is. It is. Like, you know, time, money, or knowledge on how to, how to get the house to the standard you want to get to, not a standard, to get to the money that you want right. for the yeah. property. I mean, yeah. So I mean, we can't speak from experience on the buy side. Um, we've done a few loans with faster mm -hmm. funds and there's been a couple properties you guys have come out to with us and it's not like, you discourage from us, but you get the second, it's always good to have a second set of eyes, oh, right? Yep, yep. So, hey, maybe you guys weren't thinking about this. There's a $5,000 tree you probably got to take down. <laughs> or, um, five to eight thousand. Maybe it's a little bit more than five. <laughs> <higher. Yeah. laughs> or maybe it's good advice. Like, hey, I think if you did this with the property, you could get another right. 10000 on the appraisal. So right. it's always good to have a second set of eyes, especially somebody with the experience um, within faster funds. Yeah. Well, it's funny because you mentioned earlier, it's uh, who's the boss, right? My wife or I. My wife started feeling okay because faster funds would walk the properties. Yeah. So okay. there's several properties that we own that she hasn't ever seen. Yeah. But she felt confident because there was always that second set of eyes there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and Suzanne, Suzanne would be the yep. one who was yep. watching it. Um, she's, uh, you know, leads that company and everything mm -hmm. like that. And so she's very polite and she's very, <laughs> she's very English how she criticizes yeah. the property. Yeah. That's the best way I know how to put yeah. it. She knows how to call the baby ugly without saying something. Absolutely. There you go. <laughs> yeah. I like that. Yeah. All right. So on the, on the next step in the process, the rehab side, yeah. um, how do you guys work with your borrowers when it comes to the rehab part of the process? So there's two ways that you can go about the rehab of the property and that you can fund it yourself with your own funds, credit card money, a line of credit, whatever that is, you can fund it yourself or you can borrow the rehab funds in your loan as long as the numbers make sense. Yeah. And that is actually done on a construction disbursement. Yep. Okay, so a construction disbursement is the borrower still has to upfront pay for the contractor, get a lien waiver and receipt, they submit that and then they're reimbursed those funds. Right. Yep. So if it's gonna be a longer project, you know, six months out there, you might not wanna have 50, $60,000 rolled up into a property. Yep. You wanna get that money back. Yep. So you can start using it for other things. So that's where the construction disbursement would come into play as well. Right. 
Yeah, I mean, we've uh, we've gone that route using the draw process, and uh, we're trying to get set up where we've got our own rehab one yep. set aside too. So we're just there's more flexibility. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, we still love the flexibility of using the hard money for mm -hmm. the purchases, for sure. Yeah. Um, and the process is so easy with you guys. Where it's like, why wouldn't we always do this? Yeah. 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 Uh, so on the on the rehab process, uh, what else should a borrower know? Um, you know, the rehab process is. Because I, I was not a handy person, I'm still not a handy person. In my opinion, it's one of the most challenging prop. If you don't know how to work on the house yourself, right? Because then what? Um, you don't know what it's going to cost you. You're going to get screwed over by contractors. You know, whatever it is. So that, that's you've got to do your homework, right? You've got to do your due diligence on that. Um, it's and there, you can talk to a bunch of contractors, do it yourself, or you can surround yourself with other people who are doing it and get referrals that way. Mm, yeah, right. That, that's a big one. Or you can hire a coach. I did all three. Um, you know, I was also blessed when I started. Uh, I'm very blessed. My stepdad is one of my lead contractors. So I knew he wasn't going to screw me. Um, and I knew he knew how to fix everything. So, yeah. So that helped. So I'm, I'm, it's a little unfair advantage that I had there. Um, but I also hired a coach because um, that's what got me through most of my first three apps. Cool. Yeah. And then I would also say, especially if you've never done business with someone there, you need to check up on that property three, four times a week, if not every day. Yeah. Walk the property. Did they do what they said they were going to do? I'm big on that. Did you do what you say you were going to do? That seems to be a common theme with contractors. It's actually part of the personality. They overpromise all the time because they always they just have to keep going. They're like, yeah, I can do that, no problem. It's like I know your intention was good, but <laughs> it didn't happen. Like yeah. we, have, we have a property right now where we have to call an HVAC guy out too. We had two different contractors on this property. Neither one of them got the HVAC guy out there. So we're doing it right. So yeah. it is what it is. Um, what with most of your new borrowers with the rehab process, what's most of their challenges? With the rehab process is finding the right contractor. Okay. You know, so there's a lot of different trades out there and a lot of the big stuff you can sub. You can sub out flooring, you can sub out HVAC, you yeah. can sub out um, the roof, the roof, the everything plumbing, exterior, all that, yeah. all that fun stuff. It's the nitty gritty, like, I, there's not a company that specializes in baseboard. Yeah. But you gotta put baseboard in a house, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, there are some companies that will install the cabinets, but most of them will sell you the cabinets. Right, exactly. So then you gotta find someone to put the cabinets in now. Yeah. Right? Um, so it's that kind of, I, I don't know if it's a finished carpenter, I don't know what that's called, but that's the person you need. Um, I like jack of all trades, um, yeah. master of nuts. Because what I found out about those people, most people will spend an hour on YouTube to figure out how it does, and they'll they do. get it done. YouTube University is a real thing, guys. <laughs> yes, it is. I get everything done around my house. Yeah, yeah. yeah, absolutely. And that's that's really worked out. Yeah. So Something awesome. I do want to mention that's great about faster funds, you guys will fund 100% of the project if yeah. you've bought it at a good enough yeah. discount, right? Yeah. yeah. So a lot of other hard money lenders, they're going to do like 80 to 90% of the loan value, yeah. right? Yep. So that's something unique about your guys' company. Um, if all the numbers check out, you can literally fund 100% of the project, right? Yep, 100% of the rehab and 100% of the property. Yeah. Or uh, purchase, excuse me. That, that yeah. just hearing that gave me confidence. I don't have like, it's just like, <laughs> I don't have any reason to gain confidence off of that, but it does. Like, right. it's just like, okay, I can do this. I have somebody who has my back yeah. who, who can make sure, and they want to see me succeed. Like, that's so powerful. That, that's the big thing with our, our, our company is we want to make, it has to make sense for you. Yeah, yeah. It has to, if, the, if you're doing a burr process or if you're rehabbing to flip it, it has to make sense. Because if it doesn't make sense for you, why would you come back and borrow again? You wouldn't. <laughs> you wouldn't. You get right. on the first one, you're done. Right. So. All right. So the next R is the rental phase. 
uh, hard money lender doesn't really have a whole lot to do with this, but it kind of, you know, you guys are going to look at the deals. I mean, everybody in the office at Faster House is building their rental portfolio. Right, right. So you guys know what these houses should rent out for. Yeah. Right. So you definitely want to make sure it cash flows, right? If you're buying a rental property, mm. it has to make cash every month. Yeah. And that's the rent part there. And how you make money is, of course, the numbers, but it's also picking the right tenant. Yeah. Right. Making sure yeah. they're going to pay, making sure you're in a good area where it's going to rent. All that fun stuff, that's what that stuff has to happen at. And uh, we don't really help you choose the renter, but we're gonna help you guide you, you know, what our criteria is when you rent, when, well, websites you put it on, how you show a property, do you self-showing or do you actually do an open house? Like I believe you guys do open houses, yeah, right? Open houses, yep. um, so it's, there's multiple things that we do help with <laughs> given our knowledge there, but we don't pick the tenant for it. Right, right. For sure, yeah. And uh, I'm sure it helps, uh, you know, well, you guys definitely want to know it's going to cash flow, like you said. So if a borrower is coming to you, hey, I'm planning to keep this for a rental, and you guys have a simple calculator to determine what the yeah. cash flow might be, hey, man, I don't think we can lend on it. It's not going to cash flow for you. I mean, is there any kind of scenario like that? <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're, we're going to look at the numbers and the cash flow. People's cash flow mentality might be a little bit different, right? So yeah. we are sitting in St. Charles where you might not find a property to cash flow as high as you can somewhere else, right. but the numbers still work. The rent's just not as low based off the acquisition. Yeah. But that's more of an appreciation game. You know, so you might be making $120 a month on a St. Charles property yeah. versus $280 a month in a Hazelwood property, right? Yeah. So we're not gonna tell you, hey, this is right or wrong, but we're gonna tell you, hey, this is the criteria and the guidelines that we lend on. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Right. Right. Yeah. Okay. And then when it comes to the refi process, I mean, is it just as simple as you guys are pointing your borrowers in the, to who to go talk to at the local banks when it comes to refinancing back out? So we definitely refer a few different banks in town, which of course is always going to help. But also when we underwrite, right, when you apply with us, the big thing there is we're going to look at that we can't ever get, use the word guarantee that you're going to be refied on the back end. Right. But it's going to be a pretty good uh, probability, if yeah. you will, that you're going to be refined on the back end. Because if not, then how are you going to pay us off? Right. So we're trying to do that upfront. Hey, we know what the banks look for, right? We're going to make sure you can qualify so you can pay us off. What are some of those qualifications that you're looking for? Sure. Money in the bank. Okay. Liquidity. Yeah. 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 You've got to have cash reserves. First of all, if you don't have cash reserves, you got to get that in line, in my opinion, before you start investing in real estate. And, and a lot of people get that in line if they want to get into real estate, they start wholesaling mm -hmm. or working for yeah. someone else and, they'll, yeah. and that kind of find the deal Absolutely. to get those reserves on. Yeah. 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 So build the reserves and then income. So if the tenant stops paying, which they might, yeah. how are you going to pay for the property? Yeah, exactly. That, that's a big part, right? Yep. So the banks are going to look at the debt service ratio means how much is the rent servicing that debt? Yeah. You know, um, and of course, we're going to look at credit. Do you pay your bills now? Right. Right. You know, so, so yeah. you got to, although credit score is not the most important thing in the world, we want to look at credit history. Do you actually pay your bills? Mm -hmm. I mean, I think credit's a hang up for a lot of people. It was for me in the beginning. Like I had some old bad student loans that kind of take me for a while. And it's like, oh man, no, no lender's going to touch me. I got to get right. my credit up. Um, do you tell people like, hey, still apply. We'll see where you're at right now. Maybe you're not too far off or we can tell you to go work on some things. Like, yeah, absolutely. So any kind of, probably why I like this position so much because there is a coaching aspect to it. Meaning I get to inspire and I get to educate. 
Yep. Right? That's my favorite thing in the world to do. So if I'm inspiring and I'm educating, so yeah, let's apply and let's see what you have. So you have $6,000 in the bank. Hey, let's wait a few more months. Let's get that cash reserves up and let's pay down this debt, right? If your credit cards are at 80% every month of, let's pay those down a little bit too, right? Because yeah. your credit score is going to start going up. Yeah, I mean, everybody wants to get in the game right now and get rich overnight, right? Absolutely. So, um, rent, I mean, rentals is a long game. So Very long game. Make sure uh, you're ready before you jump into it, I guess. Yep. You can still be active in real estate, do some other wholesales or rehabs, you know, and build up the bank a little bit. So yeah. Um, being a landlord is not for everybody either. You no. Know? So. no, there's there's several ways to invest in real estate and being a landlord is one of them. Um, but you have to know your personality there, whether you're going to manage the property or you're going to pay someone to manage the property because there's headaches with both. Yep. Um, if you're a nice guy, then my opinion, that's going to let somebody walk all over them, probably invest in a different way. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, and that's honestly how I've gotten a couple of my private lenders, right. To invest in me is because they thought they wanted to be this, this, uh, landlord and the people weren't paying rent and they weren't doing anything about that. I'm like, we got to change this up. <laughs> and then they decided they hated the rental game, but they still making money off their money by being a private investor. Absolutely. Yeah, that is one of the things too. We talked to a lot of landlords when we look to buy properties and they'll have like a sob story about the tenant and everything like that. I'm like, you're getting screwed, buddy. Like, I'm sorry. Like, I just, I feel for that tenant as well, for sure. But it's not helping, you know, you, <laughs> like you're, you're getting hurt. You're, you're in the swamp with them. Yeah. Um, I keep my business and my giving and my charity, two different, two different, Everybody yeah, exactly. I do both, but those. I keep them different. Yeah. <laughs> but you also, I mean, we talked about rentals, but you also obviously lend for rehabs as well. Yeah, absolutely. So is that a different kind of criteria when you look at the rehab guys? We're not looking at the credit as much okay. because you're not being refined on the back end. Okay. Right. So when you tell us, hey, we're going to hold this as a rental, we are going to make sure that you're bankable. Yep. Okay. If that makes sense. So you can refi on the back end. Yep. A rehab is a little bit different in that situation because you're selling the property. Mm -hmm. Now, again, the numbers still have to be in line with the formulas and all that fun stuff, but that's really the only difference is your credit. The, we're looking closer at the borrower on a rental versus a rehab. Okay. Gotcha. I'm sure you're looking too more at their experience if they're going to rehab a project. Well, really on the Burr property, you're rehabbing too. So experience is going to come in huge there. Um, brand new borrowers that have never rehabbed the property before where of course we ask the questions how are you gonna learn this mm -hmm. right because yeah. we're not the people there faster funds is not the people there that's gonna tell you hey you gotta replace this you gotta do this you gotta do this we're gonna help you through that when we walk through it yeah um but we really like working with people who have coaches when it's their first second rehab yeah. right because there's gonna be things that pop up or my experience was i was a real estate agent and i my stepfather was a contractor mm -hmm. Right, and I had a coach too. So all yeah. three of those things really gave the lending company and faster funds a more confidence that I'll be okay. Yeah. If somebody comes to us, I've never rehabbed a property. I rent an apartment now, and I have no family that can help me out with that. Yeah. How are we going to do this? Yeah, right. Exactly. So we might. It might be a different thing. Hey, let's find more of a cosmetic rehab. Versus to something that you you want to take down walls and stuff like that. I would recommend somebody like that to joint venture with more experience. Yeah. We have on a couple and absolutely really get to know the process a little bit. Uh, you know, maybe you might find you flipping houses isn't for you either. You know, <laughs> so it's it's not all uh, fun and games all the time. Yeah, so. I've coached several people that got through their first one and they're like, I never want to do that again. <laughs> <laughs> like, Fair enough. <laughs> I have several who that was amazing. Where do I find more? Right. 
So, yeah. So with the, um, I mean, the qualifications are always like for the properties. Like you want at least a twenty percent discount. Yeah. Right. So I mean, Wayland, maybe a little margin with that. Seventy to seventy-five percent of the ARV. Okay. All in is where we want to be. And that buffer there is because there's a lot of times things can go wrong. Yeah. And you need that buffer on the so that you can yeah get that eighty percent because banks won't lend. Over the eighty percent. No, not so, at all. And that's and that's kind of the bigger reason why. Right. Day, so when right? you refi out, they're not going to go over that eighty percent of the appraised value. The appraised value. Yep. Exactly. Right. I mean, right now where we're at in the market, it's really tough to get the deal at a deep enough discount to be all in under 75, 80%. It is. Yeah. Um, is that a struggle you're seeing right now with a lot of people that are just having a hard time finding the right deals? There's always a hard time finding the right deals. Yes, and I would also say if you want to find deals, you can find deals. Sure. So there's two things, right? There is something, are you focused on deals? I believe the world is is abundant, and I believe if I wanted to go find a deal today, I have to find a deal. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the truth. But it took me a long time to get to this situation, right? You have to turn on, so there's a thing in your mind called the reticulating activating system. And that opens your mind to different things. Okay. Can you say that again? Right. It's RAS, but reticulating activating system. And I believe it's in the frontal lobe, and don't quote me on that, of your brain. But the best thing is, I just bought a white Ford pickup truck. I love it. I want it. Right. <laughs> Do you know how many white Ford pickup trucks that look exactly like mine are all of a sudden on the road? Yeah, a lot. <laughs> right. It wasn't that they weren't there before I bought it. Yeah. I'm just focused on it now. It's just now my RAS opens my eyes to those. Right. So, my RAS, I have trained over the last two years to find real estate deals. Okay. And then that's so, now that takes a while. So, there are deals, in my opinion, it's just you have to work for them. You know, I, I see a lot of people that try to get into the game and they're like, oh, this is just so hard. There's no deals out there. Yeah. I'm like, well, what if you just flip that mindset and yeah, there are deals. I'm just uh, I'm three feet away from it. Yeah. I got to keep, you know, I'm going to find it tomorrow. Right. Um, in any kind of business you're in, mindset's 80%, if not more of it. And real estate investing's on the Now, it depends on what type of deal you're looking for. If I'm looking for a deal where I want to make $30,000 on a rehab, it might be a little harder. If I'm looking for a bird deal with a cosmetic flip, I can find that. Um, or if you just want to make $15,000 on a quick rehab, you can find those. Yep. Um, I find those on the MLS, not all the time, but I do. Right. Yeah. Uh, maybe that a lot of people do that. Well, I, I'm working with an agent. They're sending me these deals and none of them fit my formula and my calculator. Yeah. Well, maybe you're going about it wrong. <laughs> you know, so. Well, honestly, this is a good topic to bring up. What's the short list of people or connectors you need to have to find deals? There you go. So that's this great question. So always wholesalers, yeah. right? Wholesalers are out there marketing the deals. And of course they're going to make money on them. And I want them to make as most money as possible on it. Now, with that being said, stay on the forefront of the wholesaler's mind, yeah. right? We all wholesale and somebody I met three months ago, when I find this deal that may have been perfect for him, but if he didn't talk to me in three months, I'm probably not going to send him that deal. Yep. Right. Because wholesalers want the easy button. Who's going to buy and who's going to show up to closing. Yes. So that's, that's the big part right there. So, I always have a list of phone. If I need a deal, I'm starting to text them. So what do you got? What do you got? What do you got? What do you got? Yep. That's a big one. So tell everyone what you're doing. Yep. Yeah. That's the big one. I'm very loud about that. I'm looking for crappy houses. Send them my way. And some of my <laughs> biggest deals I've done are this person's office administrator. Yeah. You know, aunt's uncle passed away or something crazy like that. 
but it's just because I was out there and I told people what I would do. Yeah. It was my form of lead generation. They call that intention, guys. <laughs> intention. Yeah. I mean, those are the best leads. If somebody vouched for you and they've seen what you can do and they send you that person, there's a high probability they're going to do business with you. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And word spreads fast too. So once it's like, hey, I did some business with Dustin Hope, this is a really, I don't care what marketing you're in, the investing community is kind of a tight knit community. Yeah. And so, you know, if the word on the street goes, hey, Dustin Hope is a great buyer, he showed up to closing, you know, he paid a fair price and everything like that, people are going to reach out to you with their deals, aren't they? Yeah. So, I mean, we do that all the time. We'll find buyers by just, you know, word of mouth kind of situation. Hey, who do you think is good for this? And we'll get a recommendation and then we have an open house. And we, I might end up buying the deal. So it's like, make sure that you're out there. Sorry, guys. Yeah. So the, uh, the final R, the repeat, um, if all this goes well, and it should because you're connected with great people, if you're going through faster funds in that community, you want to keep doing it again. And the best thing about using other people's money is it allows you to scale up your business. Yeah, the, the repeat part, in my opinion, is one of the most impactful part of the burst strategy if you look at it correctly. Yep. And what I mean by that is there is a certain point your rental portfolio cash flow is going to cross what I call your freedom line. And your freedom line is that line that how much money do I have to wake up and make every month for me to live how I live now? Yeah. Yep. Right. And once that does, you can continue to buy and your cash flow goes up. Yep. Or you can slow down buying, but no matter what, your cash flow stays here. Now your uh, mortgage is going to be paid off, yeah. but your equity is going to go higher for appreciation, right? And then things get to have fun, right? Then you get to look at things. You have a net worth. You can leave a legacy, you know, children, whatever, whatever you want to do, you can do now. Yeah. Um, and that's the, what the repeat does. Love it. So you got 30 in your portfolio now. Mm-hmm. Are you already at your freedom number? Or you got yeah. Well, December 34th, when we started, we said we said we were going to have 20 by 2020. Okay. Okay. And that was if everything cash flow at $300 per month. Yeah. We realized very quickly that everything didn't cash flow at $300 yeah. a month. Yeah. Um, but so, yeah, we, we have hit our goal already. Awesome. But our goal was we would be, I don't, I don't, our, our freedom line moved during this process. For but sure. from where I set my first goal, <laughs> our rental portfolio now pays for that. And it, like we we have a goal of 100 properties within five years. Um, like you said, that that line might move. You might have paid down a bunch of your other debts through real estate, and you realize like, well, I only have a house payment now. Right. You know, now it's funding your lifestyle, whatever that may be. Right. Um, so our first, the only now I'll have no problem telling you, it was six thousand dollars. So our portfolio makes us that every month, no problem, like clockwork, and that pays for all of our bills that we want to pay for. Wow. What was that? Yeah, no shit. <laughs> Six thousand. Yeah. Oh, so all my our bills. Oh, no, I, I, I thought you said your first deal you bought. Oh no, no, our portfolio. Our oh, portfolio. Okay. Excuse okay. me. Yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. So our portfolio pays what our freedom line was when we set. Gotcha. Yeah, as I say, that that freedom number. It's kind of based on the lifestyle that you want to live. And as you grow in this business, uh, whether it's like a keeping up with the Joneses mentality or if it's just like your eyes are open to new things, your your standard raises. Yeah. So you you start, well, in my opinion, you should, but you need to think massive. You need to think big. Now I'm at the level where it's like, all right, why do I want to make X amount of money? It's because when I make X amount of money, I can inspire more and I can give more. Yeah. And that's been a big thing lately. It's, all right, I'm a very blessed man. Now we work very hard, but I'm extremely blessed. I want to give more. Yeah. Well, if I think bigger, then I can give even more. Right. 
Um, and that's been a big thing, kind of the, the path I'm down right now. So many of these conversations we have kind of dive into purpose and stuff like yeah. that, giving back. And that's just a really common theme. Talking about coaching, that's a very common theme. Mindset's another really common theme. And it's just like, if, if anything else people can get from this podcast, it's just, those are the things you really need to work on. Kind of always. Yeah. Always. yeah. I don't think we've talked to one person that said, oh yeah, I figured all this out on my own, you know? And that's a rare person. That's a very <laughs> rare person. But some people are like that, I believe. Yeah. Some people are, but I think it's very, very rare. So when it comes to coaching and mentorship and you're either going to pay the price of mistakes yeah. or you're going to pay the price for that mentorship and coaching. Yes. Mentorship and coaching is always going to be cheaper and it's always going to be faster. And it's going to cut down your learning curve. Yeah. You're still going to have, you're going to have the learning curve, you're, but it's just going to be faster and cheaper. Yeah. Because the coach is going to say, don't do that versus you did it and now you made the mistake and now you got to fix it. Yeah. Right. And I, I'm a huge coach and I've had several business coaches and I still have business coaches today. Um, and I always will. Yeah. Because coaching is always going to push me to that next level. Awesome. So are you going to keep buying more rentals? Yeah. Uh, how, how many are you trying to get? So this year, our plan is to buy 28 properties. 10 of those will be very cosmetic uh, rehabs that we sell for a, our goal on those is about a 12 to $15,000 profit. Is that net? Yeah, that's net, net. 100% net in my pocket. Mm -hmm. um, the rest, we would like to rehab 12 rentals using the whole burst strategy. Yep. Um, and then maybe buy six more that are occupied or turnkey where I don't have to rehab them right now, um, just because of the manpower. Yeah, for sure, absolutely. So what's your team look like? I mean, you have a full-time job with Fastful Funds. Yeah. You have pretty decent goals for the, the year. Um, I know your wife works with you. Um, is it just you two or what's your team look like? Well, so my wife and I kind of run all of that. We have a, I mean, he's not on like payroll. He bills me per job, but a full-time maintenance guy. Um, we sub out a lot of things. We have a contractor that's been with us for a year now. Um, and then that is my one portfolio over here. And I also have run a portfolio with a partner and we have two full-time people there um, that are, we, we constantly keep busy. Doing the property management? Stuff? No, so I and my wife run the property management okay. side. That side is more of the retail flips um, and then maybe getting some big multifamily with that partnership. Sure, absolutely, yeah. So do you see your team growing or you think uh, yeah. you got right to the set you got right now? Is we actually just hired um, unfortunately, his wife got COVID, and I think he has COVID, so we have to wait to start. But a, uh, a I'm going to use the word project manager because I don't know what else to call him. But what he's going to be is my eyes and ears on the job. Okay. Yeah. Um, he's going to check on them all and stuff like that, and uh, make sure they're moving along pace where we want them to move along pace. Um, and then we're also looking for a part-time administrator and stuff like that. Cool. So you're just delegating, elevating, delegating, elevating, and all that stuff. That's awesome. And you, you said you had four businesses. I don't know if you mentioned that one before yeah. this, but you got the rental business, and then, then I guess those two different those. Yes, those two are two. So okay. I have a flipping business that when we purchase and rehab, it all goes in there. Okay. We have our rental holding company. Yeah. I have a uh, 360 properties, which is a business I hold with a partner. Okay. We have a separate company for property management okay. that we run all the property management through and stuff like that. And then uh, as of this year, my three-year-old bought his first rental. Yeah, that's what I want to get to. So, <laughs> so yes, my, uh, our goal is from the, we have a, he turns four next month and a five month old, but from three to 18, we will use a bird process once per year to buy them properties. Cool. Um, and they have their own separate LLCs that obviously I run right now um, until that point. But then age 18, we will stop buying for them. 
they will have what 15 properties in there that will they can really do whatever they want with at that point that's incredible dude yeah what's that projected net worth have you looked at that on the calculator with so there's a, couple, there's a couple things i've looked at and we're kind of doing some fun stuff and i'm not a financial advisor and i don't know what i'm doing if it's right or wrong sure but what we are doing is the cash flow in their property okay the goal is for it to cash flow 250 per month and they pay me a 10 percent management fee so they're not getting out free yeah <laughs> um that a hundred dollars per month per door okay. purchases a, I'm going to call it a universal life policy, but I'm not sure exactly what it is. Okay. Um, because that life policy we can borrow from at a certain age. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. So the goal there is that we'll have funded by he's 18. I'm talking about Brody now because that's who we have. Yep. Uh, $140,000 we would have paid into there. Yeah. Okay. okay? Yep. And then he should have about 140,000 sitting in his bank account. If there's no major just things going wrong with the property, which there will be, yeah. So that hundred, we never have to pay into that life insurance policy again after the age of eighteen. That's incredible. That's that's the cool part, right? Yeah. And I want to say it's a million dollar product. Again, don't quote me on this. I don't know how much this is accurate. This is just what I believe in my mind. But I believe he can borrow about ten thousand dollars a year or take out $10,000 a year from that policy from ages 18 to 24, right? I am had a lot of college. I don't know if he wants to go to college. I don't care if he goes to college. There's several different ways to do that, Sure. but he can pull that money. Then you stop pulling money out, maybe like five, $600 a year has to come out of that policy to pay him. Yeah. Okay. But what it's forecasted out to be, I think when he's 80, he can leave like $3 million to his children. That's awesome. Uh, yeah. For stuff that I'm doing today. Yeah. And when I had that, that was, that was powerful. Again, I'm not a financial advisor. I don't know if it's all accurate, but it made sense to me and I did. The machine makes sense. Yeah. The machine is what makes sense. Yeah. yeah so. so I was like, hey, why not? Because um, I don't need his money. I don't need that cash flow. So if it's something that I can, because of what we're doing now, leave our grandkids a couple million dollars, that's powerful. That's it's pretty awesome. Man. I want to do something like that for my kids too. Yeah. Um, I'm familiar with what you talk about with the insurance policies yeah. and it is pretty powerful stuff for sure. It is. So. Awesome. Good stuff, guys. Well, we're coming up on the hour mark. I think we'll start to wrap it up here. Uh, I actually, Justin, oh, Jake, no, I actually had a, a final question here. Yeah. It's like, do you have any parting words for people? Any advice or thoughts that you'd like to share? Took with the words out of my mouth. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's funny. So uh, I'm pretty active on Facebook, if you will. And I did a uh, share to new borrowers uh, video yesterday. And my headline was it uh, asked me how you can do this where you can either get one or 100. And people said, well, how can I get 200? How can I get 100? And it was three things. That is take massive action. And that means massive, massive action. Have 100% faith over fear. And hire a coach. Nice. I like that. (laughs) Those those are my three party. And that is in any business you want to get into. Honestly, that's anywhere in life, in my opinion. You've got to take massive action to hit any kind of goal you want. You have to, especially in today's world, you have to have more faith than fear. Yeah. Right. Faith meaning what's the best can happen. Fear meaning what's the worst that could happen. And if you live off of what's the best that can happen, things are going to go wrong, but it's never going to get to the worst. Yep. And then I always say hire a coach because you're going to move a lot faster. Love it. Words of wisdom. Good stuff, man. 
Thanks for doing this. Um, my pleasure. Yeah. If uh, anybody wants to find out more about lending, yeah, I would check out fasterfundslending.com. Yep. That goes right to our website and we'd love to chat. All right. We'll put some links in the show notes and I'm um, sure we'll have you back here again when we're uh, on our freedom number. I think we'll do that. So. Anytime. I like it. All right, Dustin. Cool. Thanks, All right, guys. Everybody. Thanks. Bye.